This is a GRDC podcast. Well, no one knows better than farmers about the high cost of soil constraints. It's uh, one of those conundrums weighing up the cost of fixing maybe many problems with the soil against the cost of not doing anything and living with lower productivity. A new GRDC investment is taking another look at how farmers might more cost-effectively manage multiple soil constraints by applying the principles of precision agriculture to the problem. Professor Roger Armstrong from Agriculture Victoria is leading the research into minimising soil constraints in cereals in the southern region. Now this project is part of the Victorian Grains Innovation Partnership between the Victorian Government and the Grains Research and Development Corporation which aims to increase the profitability of southern grain growers through world-class research. Now Roger, first off, this is a piece of string question, I suppose. Just how expensive is it to uh, address soil constraints beyond, say, the surface lime application? Oh, I think the best way of expressing that would be there's still major gaps between what farmers are achieving, the yields farmers are achieving in their paddocks and their water limited yield potential. A lot of that gap has been related to a range of soil constraints. So not all of them, but a significant portion. So if you even work on a sort of conservative estimate of 25% of your sort of yield potential across large areas of the southern region, then yeah, you're talking about hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars. It's, it's, it's big dollars, isn't it? And, and it's just not in the southern region. It's a similar situation, if, if, if not even worse, in the western region, northern region. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do farmers have a good handle on, on the sorts of problems they might have in their subsoil? I think some of them do. There's pretty widespread awareness of sort of, for example, boron toxicity, uh, in some cases primary salinity, but in terms of the suite of constraints there, probably not. Okay. So this project is looking, as I mentioned in the intro, taking a different sort of approach, more a precision agriculture type of approach. Can you explain what that is? It's, it's probably a lot more than what was traditionally termed precision agriculture. If we go back to the primary problem, if you want to manage constraint, first of all you have to identify what the constraint or constraints plural is, yeah. where those constraints occur, and I think in the past it's often been viewed at, at a two-dimensional level, uh, across a paddock, whereas what we've come aware of some time now, the severity of different constraints varies down the soil profile. So yeah. in some ways you're looking at it at a three-dimensional scale. That approach is new and the, the second factor in considering is a lot of research to date has focused on just trying to overcome a single constraint at a time. And for example, if it's nutrition, there's a lot of work done looking at just phosphorus alone or nitrogen alone or, or similarly, you know, where it's looking at, say, high boron, it was looking at a single factor. The reality is in the paddock and from a, a crop's perspective, it encounters a range of different constraints. The impact of those constraints not only varies spatially at a 3D level across the paddock, but also in time during the growing season. So what we're looking at, the next component is it's not just good enough to identify that there's problems there and where they occur, but also to find the optimum solution from a financial perspective that you can overcome those constraints 
to sort of maximise productivity. Okay, let's let's go back a little bit on that and talk about the idea of a spatial approach to it. So, is what you're saying is that you may have soil constraints here in a paddock, but they may not be the same soil constraints over there. They'll often within a paddock will be the same soil constraints that the primary factors, say acidity, high pH, etc. But the magnitude of those constraints and the depth they occur in the soil profile can vary quite significantly. Okay. All right. Well, knowing that, what then is the approach of this project? What are you looking at uh, applying to that? Well, effectively, simply, if you have a particular constraint in a paddock and there's a potential management solution to it, it's a, applying that appropriate management solution to where that constraint occurs. I suppose I should go back a step that the whole sort of concept for this project arose from another investment, GRDC, in managing subsoil amelioration. Mm. And one of the big issues there in subsoil amelioration is really high upfront costs. And the feedback we got from a lot of growers and advisors was, yep, we can see the potential benefits of overcoming that constraint, but we're really reluctant to spend so much money upfront. You'd ask the question, well, what kind of money would you spend if we could sort of give you some a lot of confidence that that constraint would be managed and I said oh if you could halve it it'd be a really good start and then sort of thought oh yeah that's that's going to be problematic in terms of logistics and so forth and then I thought well hang on if that constraint's effectively only having a major impact on yields across half the paddock why would you treat the whole paddock when you could just treat where the constraints occurs and once you only treating half the paddock, you automatically have reduced the upfront cost by half. Oh, well, that was a pretty good thought to have, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was sort yeah. of, in hindsight, it was a no-brainer, but yeah. at the time, yeah. Yeah, it took a while for it to yeah. dawn onto us. Yeah. So you mentioned time of uh, the season. Just expand on that. What, how does that affect? Uh, it, it's not just within the season, but also between seasons. And that's often a function of interactions with the particular seasonal conditions, but also grows within a paddock over a number of years they'll have different crops and those different crops have different tolerances to different soil constraints. Oh I get you okay yeah yeah so is the technology there to identify soil constraints spatially? A lot of technology has been around for probably a couple of decades now most simplest levels EM38 but there's also other sensing technologies that have been around for quite a while but used in other areas such as ground penetrating radar and radiometrics. I think what hasn't occurred in the past is those technologies have been used in isolation but it's when you bring those different sensing platforms together that provides that sort of synergistic effect to get a much better view particularly, you know, as I said, at a, a three-dimensional level. Across mm. the what will they show you? Will it just show you you've got a problem or will it show oh, you what the problem is? They won't necessarily tell you what the problem is. They'll tell you where the problem is occurring. And then what we do, we have a range of sort of traditional soil analysis and sampling techniques that we can sort of relate that sort of the currents of particular changes in soil properties throughout a paddock with traditional soil tests. You know, it could be simple as pH, EC, exchangeable sodium percentage, etc. Okay, let's get back to the project then. So what are you doing at point A and in point Z? Well, first, what we've started off And in between. Is, well, 
At a broader level, we've identified four paddocks, three in the Wimmera and one in the higher rainfall zone of Victoria. And what we're doing at each of those paddocks is looking at, we've established a number of datum points across the paddock, and they range from 30 to 40 points. And what we've been doing is intensively monitoring soil condition and crop performance throughout the growing season at each of those points. And then we're relating that changes in crop performance to a suite of different source sensing runs that have been done prior to sowing and will be done after harvest, as well as using UAV and satellite based sensing information to get a broader perspective of the crop performance of the paddock as a whole and how it relates to those particular points. So, effectively, what we're doing, we're developing a whole suite of layers of information starting in the soil profile and going to the crop and then the final stage of the project is how we use that range of information using a range of recent statistical tools to try and develop better predictive relationships between the soil, the crop performance, seasonal conditions. And, and I, I imagine then when you got that information you'll go in and, and fix the problem, it's a part of the project. Oh, well, we're about to enter the, the next state. The project's been going just under a year now. After harvest, we've already got a reasonably good idea where the most severe soil constraints are occurring in the paddock. And then we'll go to those different points within a paddock, or you could you know, turn them management zones or soil zones, whatever, and then apply a selective range of different treatments to see what effect those treatments have on improving crop productivity at that particular point in the paddock. From a farmer's point of view, is the outcome of this project going to deliver something that a farmer would be able to use to identify multiple constraints on his property or her property? Are you designing something new from that point of view? In some ways we're enhancing some of the tools growers already have. So a lot of growers have yield maps or potential to have yield maps, but also, you know, at looking at satellite information, there's there's commercially available NDVI maps of paddocks now. And what we've found in the initial planning stages of this project, when we identify paddocks and we're looking at which parts of the paddocks to set up our datum points, we relied on satellite-based NDVI maps, you know, historical images and it was amazing that the sort of correlation between that sort of different productivity zones within a paddock and changes in soil types across the paddock. So farmers, the kind of range of tools, yeah, we were quite surprised how far advanced that sort of yeah. range of sensing information is available to growers already. But as you say, it's just bringing it all together. Yep, that's where the sort of the gains will come is about combining all that multiple arrays of information. And to deal with multiple problems at the same time is very important from a cost management point of view, I think. Oh, a good example there is growers more than aware that, you know, the potential impact of having nutritional constraints, you know, phosphorus, nitrogen, etc. I think they also, as mentioned before, they're aware of some of the abiotic constraints such as high boron, dispersive soils, you know, primary salinity, etc. The real next gain there would be looking at those sort of combinations of those constraints. And a good example there is nitrogen fertilisers tend to be the single largest variable cost input for a, a range of grain growers throughout Australia, but there's no use making major investments in nitrogen if you've got other constraints at that particular point in the paddock. You, you need to temper mm. your fertiliser inputs in relation to the different constraints. 
and ideally what some of the treatments we're looking at is different strategies that will sort of potentially overcome both nutritional constraints as well as improve source structure, overcome chemical yeah. toxicity, etc. You know, very good quote, fix the right constraints in the right place at the right time with the right management. Professor Roger Armstrong from Agriculture Victoria talking about some pretty cutting edge research which is part of the Victorian Grains Innovation Partnership between the Victorian Government and the Grains Research and Development Corporation. My name is Chris Brown. Mm -hmm.